can't get enough of Infendo Radio? Head to Infendo.com and see everything else we're up to. Collecting every coin so you don't have to. Infendo Radio is on now. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Infendo Radio, episode 570 freaking 8. Um, we have been doing this show for quite a while, some of us longer than others. Um, fortunately, we are all here tonight. We are looking fabulous. We're feeling fabulous. Um, and I, I don't think we could even say we're doing this show without our fantastically wonderful co-host, Eugene. So, Eugene, how are you doing tonight? And also, follow-up question, where can the people find you? Um, well, I'm doing fine. Thank you for asking. My internet seems to be doing fine, so hopefully that's good, too. Um, if the people want to find me on the internet, they can go to infendo.com. Don't forget to follow all the Twitter things, but just mainly infendo.com. That's where I want you to go. Oh, that's fan-freaking-tastic. Justin, since you have been here the second longest out of all of us, how are you? And also, follow-up question for you, where can we find you when you're not doing a podcast? Uh, I am doing okay. My mustache is still better than yours. Mm, you um, say that. <laughs> um, you can uh, follow me on Twitter. Completely lost my train of thought. You can follow me on Twitter at InfendoJustin. Um, you can follow my Disney tweets at Utilidork, and you can go to thedisneyparkbench.com for everything Disney that I'm doing, including a podcast that I hope to be recording tomorrow. Excellent. Steve is the man with the least impressive mustache out of all of us. It is How true. are you? And I guess where can the people I've got, find you if they're I've I mean, got some the least wonderful. impressive hair overall. <laughs> I've, got, I've got some wonderful five o'clock shadow going on tonight, though. Right, which we'll, I we'll need see, to rectify before we'll tomorrow. We'll see where you get next week. Mm, well, yeah, let's, yeah. Um, I'm doing good. Um, you can find me at my Linktree website. So L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E forward slash Gentis. If you're watching us on Twitch, just look at my picture. It's in the lower right or left, depending on how I look on your screen. I don't know. Beautiful. I don't do and mirrors. I am Lucas. I have not yet found a way to host host the show and also plug myself so i'm just going to say you can find me at youtube.com slash c slash l-u-k-a-s-p-e-a-c-e i make youtube videos there's one about tingle going up tomorrow but enough about that let's talk about the people that make this show worth doing our fantastic executive producers well actually producers and executive producers right yeah as yeah, always gotta... steve remembers their names so we'll be asking him to tell us who they are I do. I never have to look at a list or read them ever in my life. I just know all four of them. Um, I do want to, as always, thank Slacker Monkey and Minus 64, our producers, and DJ and the Bryanosaurus, our executive producers. So thank you guys for continuing to give to us. Thank you very much, guys. Um, all right. Well, we will be right back. We're going to talk about news. We're going to talk about games we've been playing. We're going to do all that cool stuff. But we're going to take a quick break to gather our thoughts. So... We will see you guys at the other end of it. Do you want a really easy way to get a hold of us? All you've got to do is go to infendo.com and you can see everything we're up to and get links to everywhere to find us. We 
are back. We've got news. We've got experiences. Some of us have fabulous mustaches that you can only see if you listen to the live show. Um, Eugene, as the only person here who's informed enough to get news articles, you want to tell us what's going on in the world? Honestly, there's not a whole lot. i just kind of been scrolling through a couple of things. So, like, the one that... Um stood out to me and which i just mentioned to you guys was there was a blastoise pokemon card that sold for an exorbitant amount um through three hundred and sixty thousand dollars that's a oh lot of money for god pokemon <laughs> card <laughs> yeah <laughs> isn't that crazy wow. um so i don't know what do you guys think about that it makes for me blastoise <laughs> so I had I had a real like addiction to Pokemon cards for a while. Sure. Um, back when I used to do my internship where I drive up to Vieira, I used to love to go to Target at the end of the day and like buy a pack of Pokemon cards. And you know, like sometimes you 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 pull a card that was just automatically worth like five dollars. You know, like if sure. you got like if you got like a mythic rare like rainbow shiny, it's like oh I could sell this online for like eight dollars right now. You know, kind of stuff. So. I always got really into it, but man, collecting Pokemon cards is dangerous. Like, sounds like sounds a expensive. Oh yeah. boy, does it ever! Oh, yeah. I don't know, man. That's uh, that's crazy. It would be really cool if I had one of those in a box somewhere, but I don't think I do. You know, I've got all of my Pokemon cards right here. My kids were collecting them, and so I would occasionally grab a couple that I like. And then I did go on eBay and get a few of the. Uh, um, Pokemon the first movie collector's editions so mm -hmm. but that's pretty much the extent of my Pokemon card collecting I do have a shiny Mew I've got Fair a enough. Oh, decent cool. I've got a decent collection but nothing that's worth you know I've, I've probably got about like $25 worth of cards all in all like you know it's not sure. I've, I've got a couple of cards that are worth 50 or 60 bucks I've got a shiny Mewtwo from Neo Destiny a shiny Celebi from Neo Destiny, a Shining Tyranitar, from whatever set was after that, I think. I I have I have a you know some, but nothing like noteworthy really, you know. Well, so see, um, oh go ahead. Oh, I was just gonna say that's why I like Magic so much. They're all so cheap. Like they mass sure. produce those cards, so it's like oh you need anything other than like the rarest of rare cards that'll be ten cents, you know. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, my um, kids are obsessed with getting the rare cards in Pokemon. I'm like, see, that's why? the dangerous route to go <laughs> down, right? Because yeah. then yeah. you're like, you know, I you're only in need for to it. buy 80 packs to get that card. Right. right. Yeah. Right. And then um, so the four. other bit of news that was noteworthy, it was kind of cool. I'm, um, I, I thought it was interesting. The Zelda 64 beta version was discovered. Did you guys hear about that one? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I did hear about that. They're so still like decompiling picking, things mm -hmm. and and putting them together. But uh, Hard for Games had a had a little thing about it on. I don't like uh, that YouTube. name. <laughs> so the um uh it was found in a uh, f0x i guess which is interesting so like a dev kit for that probably i imagine how it works is like a dev kit is like just like a big rom so you can fit all kinds of crap in it you know so they just like you know put that's, yeah that's basically what it is it's it was a rom cartridge that mm -hmm. um had been used for the you know like a alpha or beta build of Zelda and then when they started making F-Zero they just kind of 
you know, flashed it onto the same cartridge, but there was that still... That stuff was probably expensive back in the day. Probably still Right, is. exactly. But, you know, they hadn't, you know, it basically deleted what it needed to delete and kept everything else. So somebody right. got their hands on it and was like, hey, there's cool stuff here. So yeah. does it have, like, um, the Ganon's Castle with, like, going into different areas kind of thing? Because I've always heard that that was in, like, the original beta, right? They wanted to I haven't heard it, about like, that specifically, but I know what you're talking about, actually. Yeah, like, they wanted to design it like Mario 64 because it was yeah. easy, and then they realized we can just make it an open world kind of thing. Yeah. I just hope that they find the original Castle Town because that's what I want to see. There, what I'm seeing is a lot of screenshots of like items and like, you know, things like that. Like, so not a lot of like complete assets, but what, like Justin said, they're still digging, you know? So like, it could be that like come a week from now, they, oh yeah, here's like the entire castle town or whatever mm -hmm. type of thing, you know? So it does look like there was a really cool, um, like a, a map that even got discovered, you know? So like, yeah, there's just a lot of cool stuff in there man i just love zelda like i love those games so anything yeah, i can find is just fantastic so my i hope that whatever this turns into this dump like gets you know put online some because uh, somehow so then right. um it can get modded in you know mm -hmm. so then we can experience you know what nintendo may That's have what they did intended with the, with the giga leak they've they've you know modded the the rom so you can play as like classic like beta link in the beta dungeon and all that so it would be neat right, to be able to exactly. play this stuff. Let's just all remember if it does get modded into the game to complain to Nintendo and throw a huge <laughs> that they didn't give us all the content they really deserved and you know. If you're watching the uh, live feed or I guess the archive by the way I'm showing a bunch of video of like the graveyard and stuff like that so nice. it's uh there's a lot of cool stuff like Kakariko Village there's like a beta of that like it's uh it's pretty neat nice yeah, cool. check that out that's more information than I saw so <laughs> well um but that's pretty much all the news that I had. Um, so yeah, that's Lucas, what you got for us? I was just gonna say that, you know, since you were already going, you might as well just kind of keep it going and tell us what games you've been playing. Sure, yeah, I'm down for that. Um, so basically what I have been playing this week is the same old stuff, you know, like, but the one thing that I will say is that in the same old stuff that I've been playing, um, I did finish Half-Life Alex because I've been talking Ooh. about that. It's fun. Um, it's scary. Um, it took me a lot of a, a lot of sittings to get through it, just because it's you know it's VR and it is scary type of thing. But yeah, I, I did enjoy that one a lot. Um, Pokemon Go, man, I got a lot of shinies. That Machop event oh. was fun. I I did that... okay. I did the Machop event. I got a bunch of shiny Machops too, so I've got enough to fill my decks and everything. But um, I I haven't been hitting Pokemon Go quite as hard lately. Like, the Hoenn event, I don't really like Hoenn Pokemon that much, Sinnoh Pokemon, and I don't know, I just, I've, I've kind of been, like, like low-keying it. I'm sure when the Johto and Kanto events come, I'll be in, like, full force, you know, but... Sure. So oh, I'm, guys... I'm still holding on to that ticket. It's, like, February something. I'm so excited. Oh, yeah. I'm sure Steve guys... wants to say something about it, too, so... <laughs> well, tangentially related, have you guys caught your shiny Tauros yet? I don't uh... know if it's available in Pokemon Go... But they just announced today that it's coming to Pokemon Sword and Shield. They are well, doing a Year of the Ops. Well, why aren't um, we hunting for that right now, Steve? 
Because we're doing a podcast and we're responsible hosts. Screw that. And, Bye, Eugene. You're, you're, hosting, you're hosting again. Shiny Taurus, how many days? When does it start? When does it end? It, it, I believe it starts today. I need to go back and check my news feed on my Discord. Plug at link at linktr.ee forward slash gentus. Gotta get that in there. Oh my god. Um, right, also, follow me on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but seriously, I'll go check my feed here in a minute and I'll update when I talk. But it goes until the 22nd. So. Okay. Oh, the 22nd? That's tomorrow. Wait. Okay. Well, talk. I'll get the dates. Oh my god. I'm nervous now. I want to shut. Okay, so. So while Steve's doing this, I've always wanted a shiny milk tank because they're blue, and I'd imagine that they make blueberry flavored milk. <laughs> <laughs> so no, they, always... make, they make blue milk from Star Wars. That's also cool. So, um. Oh, got it. Um, a new special Max Raid battle event featuring various Pokemon has begun in Pokemon Sword and Shield, including a chance to get a shiny Taurus, runs until January 24th. At okay. 2359 so, UTC. So it goes through the weekend. So, we gotta hook up yeah. some night, even if we can't chat and like do this. Like we gotta yep. get ourselves to Toros. Um, yep. Now that we've Sorry planned that, that, our private conversation on the air. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I always wanted a blue milk tank, and short of that, I'd love a shiny Toros because they're kind of like male female counterparts, mm-hmm. you know. So. Right. You know. But anyway, Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Sorry to break in, but shiny hunting. Well, that's fine. That's what Pokemon Go is about, is t- discussing the Pokemon that you've caught and all that fun stuff. Um, man, that... So we didn't really talk about the Machamp, Machamp event. Did anybody catch any Machops? Because I caught a bunch of those. I caught mothers, like. eight. Uh, I, Heather got, like, I think Like 25. She, she texted me, and she was like, I've caught 25 so far! I think she ended at like 28 or something like that, 27 or 28. Holy hell, dude. Yeah, so she was going, but she like she was about to stop and then she would catch a shiny, right? And she's, she's like, okay, hero. I think I'm done. And then like, well, I'm gonna catch a shiny. And I was playing with her the whole time and I did not get near as many as she did. I'm still happy with the amount I got, about 15 oh, yeah. I think is what I got, but um, you know. It was a fun, fun event. I like events like that where they're just like freely giving away the shinies, you know? Like that feels good. Feels better than when they have an event and it's like an hour long event like the spotlight hours and you play the whole time and you don't get anything. That, that or when they do or when they do an event like the Snivy event where it's like regular odds and you might get one in a week and I don't and I'm like Ugh. <laughs> yeah, I, I it was that one was frustrating for me too. So, but that was fun. Um, what else? Other than that, I was playing since I beat Half Life Alex. I was looking for some other stuff to do in VR, and I don't really have much to report. But um, stay tuned. I might I, I might have something later on. I, I downloaded a bunch of stuff. I just haven't like really dug into anything. Half-Life Alex is the real deal, though. That's a fun, fun game, let me tell you. So if you have a VR-capable device, I highly recommend it. I found a remix of a To The Moon song, like a vocal remix oh, okay. of a To The Moon song the other day on YouTube, and I thought of you. So, yeah. again, totally unrelated, but just, you know, popped up on my feed, and I was like, Eugene was mentioning this on the show. So that It's was a good cool. game. Still is. Go play it. <laughs> All right, well, who else has got something interesting to talk about? Um, I've mostly been playing the same old, same old. Um, I did blow a little bit of money on the recent um, game sale that Nintendo, that the eShop has been having, and I picked up 
uh, Clubhouse games. And so I've been playing that every once in a while. So that's been good fun. <clears throat> um, sorry, I was distracted by something going on the screen. <laughs> and now it is gone. Um, so yeah, uh, Clubhouse Games, I don't know if it's still on sale. If It probably won't be by the time our non-live listeners hear this. But There's a lot of good um, sales, though. I, remember, yeah. I, was, I was tempted to pick up a bunch of stuff. Did I know. But... I'm still debating on ARMS. Like, it's on sale. I know it's not going to go on sale very often, but at the same time, I don't know if I'm going to play enough of it. Whereas Clubhouse Games, you know, I can turn it on and play a game of, like, you know, Yacht Dice or... Um, or not not connect for what do they call it? Oh yeah, anyway, I, I yeah, all the you're... all the generic um, <laughs> yeah. you know card and dice and all the other games that they have there. So it's good fun, and my kids enjoy it. So you know, since they have their own Switch, I also downloaded the um, uh, what do they call it? The uh, guest pass, so that you know, since we're sharing an account, we can still play together. So. Uh, hopefully I'll get a chance to do that over the weekend. <clears throat> um, another game that I talked about, or that I meant to talk about last week, but forgot, but it doesn't matter because only like three people saw it anyway, <laughs> um, Manifold Garden, which is a game I purchased around Christmas time when it was on sale. I've had my eye on it for a while, finally sat down and started playing it uh, about a week and a half ago. Um and I'm enjoying it thus far. It's a bit of a mind-bender. Um, it's another one of those first-person reality-warping puzzle games. So, And I'll try to break down the premises as um, succinctly as possible. Uh, basically, it's all, like, high-contrast, you know, environments. So it's basically stark white or more of a kind of like a beige color with black outlines and then you have things that are colored you know just the primary colors um and so you have to hit certain switches but you have to you can only hit the switch when you're on the same plane as the switch and some switches require you take a block and put it on the switch um the problem is if you're so if you can step on any wall. So you walk up to a wall, you press the, I think it's the Y button, and you basically attach to that wall, and that wall becomes the floor. Or you look up at the ceiling and press the button, and the ceiling becomes the floor, and you fall to it, and that's and that's the new plane that you're on. Sure. So if you're holding onto a blue block, and you're trying to get it to the blue switch... You have to be able to carry it, but sometimes you can't carry it directly, so you have to move to another wall. The problem is, if you move to another wall, that block will just drop, and you can't pick it up again until you're back on the section that it is that it turns color again. It's kind of hard to describe, but... Um, and then what's really neat is when you solve a puzzle, the world like expands in these weird geometric patterns and and it's really like a visually striking game it's like you're describing a dream you had <laughs> that's kind yeah, of it's very, and then, and then it, the octopus shopkeeper <laughs> became my mom <laughs> like is, honestly it is very if you're... surreal um and it is mind-bending and i love those kinds of first-person mind-bending games so i'm enjoying yeah. it 
but it's it's something I can only play a little bit at a time, and then my brain goes, nope, I can't take it anymore. Um, <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm showing a video of it on the stream right now, so if you're yeah. watching that, it, it, it very much is that. It's like a trippy, dreamy scape type of Yeah, like, game. I remember when the trailer came out, I'm like, this is my type of game, and so I waited until it came went on sale and bought it, and I just, it took me this long to start playing it. Um, I also, I, for some reason, decided to play um, Jedi Knight, Jedi Academy some more. Um, that's I've a been game playing that, for, that, too. Yeah, for some reason, that's that's a, <laughs> that's a game that, like, I'll jump into and be all into. It's I'll on Game level, Pass. I'm like, yeah, it's like, alright, I'm, um, I'm done with this game for a while. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that's right. It was on Game Pass, but I'm playing it on the Switch. Um, da, 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 da. Let's see. Clubhouse Games. Uh, Animal Crossing. I don't need to talk about. Same old, same old with that. So, um, I guess the only other thing that I wanted to talk about is a little uh, Christmas present that I finally got around to using last week, which is not showing up because of my... Um, virtual background. Put it in front of um, your chest. Just cover <laughs> yourself. I'm just going to turn off my virtual background. Um, anyway, so, um, like I said, I didn't know what to ask for for Christmas, so I looked through my wish list. I'm like, what is the most expensive item that I would never buy for myself because of the price? And it is this. It is an 8-bit dough arcade controller. It is compatible with Switch and PC. It, it has Bluetooth, um, uh, 2.4 GRF and USB-C connection, so you can play it pretty much any way you want. Um, it's got this neat, like, original NES aesthetic to it. Um, I used it um, last week, played with it a little bit, and it's it's nice. It takes some getting used to, especially if you haven't used an arcade stick in a long time, which I haven't. But it's very smooth. It's very responsive. The buttons are very, you know, like it feels like an arcade cabinet board. Um, it takes some getting used to the button layout because, you know, I was playing Mortal Kombat and, you know, trying to figure out like what's, you know, what the punches and kicks and blocks are mm -hmm. was a little tricky. Um, but once you figure it out, it's, you know, feels like you're standing at the arcade cabinet using it. Um my only complaint about it thus far is it does have notches but it only has four notches and oddly enough they're not the four cardinal directions they're in the diagonals so I don't know if you can see this on the video That's but weird. basically yeah the that lower left lower right upper left and upper right corners are where it stops um, and there are no notches in between so it feels a little weird because of that and I don't think I don't think there's any way to modify that but um, like when you're playing a fighting game, it, you know, it like rolls nicely. Like you can do a Hadouken pretty smoothly with it. Hadouken! So. Shoryuken! Where's, where, where's the soundboard? We need the soundboard for that. <laughs> yeah, you gotta prep him for that. Um, so yeah, I mean, this thing was like 90 bucks. Um, I probably would not have spent 90 bucks on it myself. So I was very happy to have gotten it as a Christmas present. I'm going to put a little bit more time into it. Um, tonight and get some more use out of it. But, you know, it's an 8-bit dose, so you know it's a good quality item. Um, what's really neat about it is, I didn't discover this for a while, but um, on the back side of it, there is a 
the RF receiver just kind of tucked back here, plus the port for the USB. Oop, I lost it. Um, so, like, everything's just kind of self-contained in here. So, like, if you want to bring this with you to somebody's house and play it on their computer or play it on their Switch, you don't have to worry about syncing anything. You don't have to worry about bringing a whole box of things. You just put your receiver in there, grab any USB-C cable that's handy, and carry it with you. So, um... So yeah, there's that. Always happy with 8 products. This is yet another one. Um, so yeah, that's about it. Uh, Steve, tell us about so, Minecraft Dungeons. Right? Well, <laughs> we'll don't. get there. So speaking of things that are expensive that I never would have bought myself, um, Lucas and I managed to get a really good deal oh, on a this game was, that we wouldn't have otherwise this bought. This was cool. So right? I'm always, so I'm always, I'm not going to spoil <laughs> the story. You can tell the story, but I'm always, one of those, I'm always one of those guys who hears about these like, oh, Walmart accidentally priced Mario yeah. Odyssey at two dollars thing. Oh and yeah. I, I never, I never bite. I never jump on yeah. those. I jumped so, on this one with Steve. So yeah, so I I saw I it on Twitter it. thanks to Wario sixty four and somebody else who I credited in a tweet. Go find my Twitter, um, and I missed it on I the first night it happened. It was basically they were selling the DLC for Captain Toad, which is normally six dollars. They were selling it for four fifty, but when you redeemed the code, it gave you the full game. It gave you the DLC end game bundle. So by the time I saw the tweet, it was like an hour later and Walmart had taken it down. And I'm like, well, crap. So the following morning in the Infendo Discord, um, Rose of Death, courtesy, or, you know, props to him, I should say, um, he said that it was live again. And I saw the message about 30 minutes later this time. So Steve so, texts me and goes... Lucas, let's try. Would it. you be would you be interested in owning Captain Toad on the Switch for five dollars? And I was like, like a drug dealer on the corner. I was right? like, I was like, I would absolutely love to give you all of my inheritance, Nigerian prince. <laughs> so the catch was you ha you ha you basically had to buy it with PayPal, which uh, is fine. We both have PayPal, which accounts. I have because I set it one up when I you contracted me all those years ago, Eugene. Yeah. So thank right. you and Fendo for setting us up with those. In fact, I think that's when I set mine up as well. So we bought it, and then we immediately got emails uh, saying the game was backordered. So we're like, well, we're probably not getting it. It's fine. Worst case, we're out five bucks, whatever. About, what, what would you say, Lucas, four hours later? I was going to say we two, got, yeah, later that day. Yeah, two to four hours four later, we got, a, hours we got an later. email from Walmart saying, here's your code. And then the eShop went under maintenance a couple minutes later so then, before so we then could Steve, redeem our codes. So then, Steve, this was on Monday, and we spent all of Monday talking to each other, like literally like eight hours on Monday. Just yeah, while I'm doing help desk, so, you know. So. So, um, so he's sitting there talking to me. He's like, I bet the reason that they're changing the eShop is well, they're fixing... Well, because this is the crap I'm fixing, seeing on Twitter. They're fixing their mistake with Captain Toad. I was like, man, they don't do that. Like, come on. Like, just chill. But you were thinking it in the back of your mind no. like, eh, it could happen I was like, whatever there's no, there's no way <laughs> so yeah so the shop came up like 30 minutes later and we both are now the proud owners of captain toad for five dollars which, which you neither know, of us have played 
It's like it's oh like, really? Eh, yeah, well, I well I I have it on uh, Wii U, so I've played the game, but we haven't. Yeah. Booted well, it and I mean ever. I've I've played but, the game too, but I haven't booted it up. We got a, we got a sixty dollar game for five dollars. I figured well, hey, if I'm ever yeah. on like a road trip, like you know. Yeah, exactly. And you know the Switch is really the perfect system for it. I mean it was it mm-hmm. was yeah. good on the Wii U because you could play it on the gamepad, but now you can play it anywhere. So um yeah, you know I've had it for a while, so I didn't get to take advantage of that, but. You know, I'm glad somebody did because I that's wanted a, to. I that's a it. really it good was, deal. <laughs> it was kind of fun. That was the closest I've ever come to Black Friday shopping. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> it, it's well, so uh, you know, it's it's only fitting because I remember you missed out on those Joy Cons so many moons ago. Yeah, remember, yeah, they were yeah, like thirty dollar yeah. or forty dollar Joy Cons, mm-hmm. and I well, and now, I should have went back and got like twenty now, of them. Now that I now think that about we it, know right? now that we know that well, you guys do this too, we'll post it in like a public chat. Like literally, yeah. Steve just messaged me, and I was like, "All right, let's do it. Let's have an adventure." It was like split second we're like dude we got to do this and i i had a i had a moment where i thought about lying to you and being like oh they wouldn't take my order then i was like (laughs) yeah let's actually go through with it let's try it (laughs) yeah Yeah. so and the reason i haven't played that game yet is because i have been heavily addicted to minecraft dungeons again um so i put out a thing in my discord and i was like i want i want friends to play this with because I realized playing a level or a level or two with Lucas that he's like forty five levels lower than me, and it's just no fun for him because he basically has to follow me around and let me kill everything. I die, and then like he's he's day. just he's just there for a distraction, right? So I decided to start a new character in Minecraft Dungeons. I didn't erase my old file or anything, but I did start a new character, and me and Lucas and I believe Hellhound and EP Nothead were the four of us that played that night Mm -hmm. and hellhound had gotten a start i think he was three or four levels ahead of us and me lucas and ep came in like brand new out of the box characters it was a rough couple of missions the uh, beginning was fine then we went to the the mine and everything went belly up but yeah so (laughs) it was fun though and i'm realizing how much they've changed in the game since since I originally played it. So I originally played it when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And since then, they've released a total of three of six planned DLC packs. And with each DLC pack, they've made some new, um, I guess, improvements is the best way to do it. They've got some new merchants that are in the game. But since I booted up my file that's on Apocalypse, all the merchants were just there because I had already done Normal and Hard and Apocalypse. So it's like, we're not going to make you go through all this. We're just going to give you access to all the merchants. So when I was going back and playing the other file, I've actually had to go find the merchants. You know, I'm unlocking levels again. It's really cool how they've done it. It used to be if your gear wasn't a high enough level, well, you're sacrificing that super rare, unique piece of gear that you got, you know, to get your enchantment points back. And then hopefully you get one when you hit Apocalypse and you can actually use it again. Now you can take any piece of gear and give it to the blacksmith for free mi- for three missions, and he will upgrade it to it. Basically, re-rolls it for whatever your current uh, recommended level is. So if your current recommended level is handing out gear between levels, you know, like 105 and 115, then it's going to re-roll the level of that gear randomly to hit between that, and then it resets all the enchantments back to what they were before you originally enchanted it and lets you make those choices again. So it's actually kind of a cool way to kind of reset a piece of gear and 
you know, like say you You're accidentally made a mistake on something. Almost making me want to play this game, like almost. <laughs> well, it's basically it's basically just Diablo, Diablo but like yeah, with, it's yeah. it is yep. it is to Diablo what like Paper Mario is to Final Fantasy, right? It's like a right. much simpler, more like beginner friendly version yeah. of that kind of game. A lot kind, less customization, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, kind of like how Pokemon got me into RPGs. This will yeah. be the game that gets me into dungeon crawlers. Um, I have Diablo 3 on Switch. I fully intend to play it if I can ever <laughs> conquer my Minecraft uh, Dungeons addiction. So, yeah, and that is that is all I've played all week long. Um, I've been staying up late, like, till 2 or 3 in the morning again, which is not healthy for me, but here we are. Um, yeah, so that is the entirety of what I've done this week. I've also been playing pretty much one game for my entire life at this point. Um, And that game is Animal Crossing. And I talked about this a little bit on the last show, but I think about three people heard us because of all the technical issues we had last show. So um, I'll talk about it again. I started a town in New Leaf um, because I missed New Leaf and I wanted to have that, that fun interaction with my villagers thing. And I feel like New Leaf just does that a little bit better. So I booted up New Leaf. I started a town. Um, then I went on a shopping, a real-life shopping spree. And I decided, um, you know, we, we have, like, our dream villagers that we want to see, like, come into our town, right? Anka, Coco, you know, whatever. Uh, Renee, whatever villagers you like. Um, I decided I'm just going to have all of them, like, for once. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to amiibo them all into the game. So I picked up, like, all of the amiibos that I wanted. I've started moving in the good ones and filtering out the bad ones. And I'm going to have a nice town of, like, all the villagers I never got that I always, you know, wanted in my thing. Um, So you should have gotten one of those amiibo reprogrammable disc things that I have, and then you could have saved some money. I've thought about that, but part of me really likes to just have, like, a stack of all of them for some. You know, like, I don't know. I do have some, even though, like, they serve no purpose in, in my Animal Crossing games, I do have amiibo of... Uh, KK Slider and Cap'n and, you know, some of my favorites. So so right. I got these bootleg Animal Crossing Amiibo cards that are the oh size... Gosh, these are so cool. They're like they the size cool. of an NFC chip. And I didn't know they were that small when I ordered them, but it was just like a pack of like 30 or something, you know, and I knew they were bootlegs. Yeah, yeah they're, so, they're a little bit bigger than the micro SD card. I open it switch. and they come out wow. and it's like, it's like this big and I'm like, oh my god, this is amazing! So, I've got <laughs> a bunch of those sitting around right now that if i don't keep in a box i'm gonna lose because they're like the size of a a penny and even if you do keep them in the box you still might lose them so um (laughs) that is the town of hewa which is my new leaf town then i started up um then i started up new horizons because i thought wouldn't it be cool to have an HD version of that town where, like, all the rivers and stuff meet in the same place and all the houses are in the same locations and stuff? Right. So I could enjoy, like, how pretty New Horizons is but still get all the gameplay that I like from New Leaf and just kind of bounce between the two whenever I feel like it. So now I've started up New Hewa in New Horizons, and that's, <laughs> like, my, my more modified version of that. So I'm, I'm just kind of rocketing through that game, working on, you know, unlocking everything so I can start terraforming and making everything look, you know, right. And I've got all the amiibos because I'm doing that in New Leaf, so I can just scan them into New Horizons and pop the same ones in. But um, I got to say, like, one of the things that I find really interesting is I forgot how much fun New Horizons was in the beginning, right? Because yeah. I, played, I played so much of it at the end 
where I feel like it's really lacking, where it doesn't have like the villager interactions and all the stuff to do, and the the seasonal events feel not as fun because it's all just about getting recipes and ingredients and stuff. But um, but that beginning part where you're on the island and you're building your first house and you have to like set up the yards of like the neighbors to move in and you go on tours and you bring in neighbors and you get to like choose who you want and stuff. That's all a lot of fun. So I'm actually really having a good time in New Horizons. It's almost like a mini game within my my Animal Crossing like main experience or whatever. So I'm I'm really enjoying that. Um, the only other game that I've been playing that I wanted to talk about for just a minute was um do you guys remember tingles rosy rupee land on the yes um i've been playing that because i'm gonna do a video about it that goes up tomorrow and i needed to you know experience it so i could actually talk about it was Um, that what was that the one that was actually released in europe and english europe and japan yeah it never made it stateside because tingles is so unpopular over here Oh, well, I was going to say, all the Tingle games came out in Japan. I wanted the one that's basically Balloon, balloon Fight. fight. Yeah. <laughs> Tingle's you know, Balloon Fight. This is more of a, I would almost just kind of call it a like a Legend of Zelda spinoff, I guess you could say. Like, you, you've got an overworld, you've got towns, you go into dungeons and stuff. But, like, the gimmick is that your health and, like, everything you do is tied to how much money you have and your ability to to barter with people to get things at a better price and pay off bodyguards to protect you in dungeons because you're tingle and you can't do anything on your own. (laughs) Um, It's just, like, when when I first played it, I gave it up pretty quickly because I just, I wasn't that interested, I guess. I played it for a little bit. I think that was back on my crusade a couple of years ago where I was going through every Zelda game I had never played. Right. Um, but playing it now, I actually really liked it. I think I want to finish it. So, like, yeah, that's that's a game. And, I mean, again, like I said, you know, not to overplug or anything, but I am going to be talking about that in a lot more detail privately. But, yeah, it's a, it's a really cool game. I'd actually recommend checking it out again if you're looking for something different. It's kind of fun. Kind of reminds me of, um, like, Mario and Luigi, right in terms of like mm. writing and character design and stuff it's got that kind of like weird offbeat feel to it but yeah I that era it. of nintendo was just fun i feel like i well, I, it was, I it was experimental yeah. you know mm-hmm. try new things i, I remember yeah. in, on the ds like there like what was that one called i think you've even talked about it pokemon conquest right it's like basically yeah. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. There was just like a bunch of like random weird things that Nintendo was trying. I feel back then, I don't and know. not to not to go all okay boomer or anything, but um, <laughs> it it I don't really I'm not I'm not crazy about the generation that's doing that's in charge of the decision making for like games that are coming out right now, right? They made a lot of really cool stuff, right? Like Breath of the Wild is a technical marvel. Mario Odyssey was a really cool game, right? Mario Kart 8 is probably the best Mario Kart in the series, maybe? But um, I don't know. It just feels like for every really good game, there's so many moments where Nintendo specifically feels like they're just playing it really safe, right? You they're know trying what it feels to like appeal to, to like as many people is, as possible. It, it, it feels like Nintendo will will not. Um, they don't want to put out something that is not a a plus product, On right? Brand, they, they're, they're, yeah, they're yeah. they're scared well, to put out uh, something that might be like a B or a C, whereas like back in that era. 
I feel like they were just kind of, you know, just well, letting everything and, get made type of thing. You know, it was kind and of And I think, like, part of that has to do with, like, how hard they got hit with the Wii U that mm-hmm. right now they're just trying to keep their footing. But, yeah, I'm kind of with you guys. Like, I like when Nintendo does the weird well, stuff. Remember I've Nintendo had the same complaint Land? about Disney for the past ten yeah. years. You, you remember, know, it's like, remember yeah. Nintendo Land and how weird and cool that was? Yeah. They had, like, these little block, like, Zelda figures and stuff. You, it's funny you say Disney because it kind of reminds me of hearing about like you know the cartoonists who would come on where it's like okay this is your this is your rough of exactly what you know these ca- these cartoon characters are supposed to look like you have to draw them perfectly each time because we have like a brand right. that we ha- you know that like like it's fun to play a game starring Tingle with like girl Tingle in a bikini you know it's fun to have like pokemon and samurai outfits battling each other on a warfield right i i like that stuff and i don't know it just seems like i mean we had splatoon and before that we had pikmin but short of that it just feels like the the real like dig in the dirt innovation kind of stuff hasn't I, I, really missed, back. I missed we that did like see where some of that with labo i mean they really uh, did like yeah uh, it, it, but it, it was safe so... financially, but it was really like a hey, here's something completely weird and different. It, and sure. I'll give you, I'll give you that half of it, but it still had such a corporate varnish to it, you know, like it felt so corporate, you know, it didn't have that mm-hmm. like that Pikmin like you know rawness to it, where it's like this is just some dude who has a garden and wants to make a game about it, you know, like I don't yeah. know. That era of Nintendo, um, to me, is defined by before the Wii was even a thing, and the Nintendo DS was so very fresh. Um, They walked out, and they called their next console. They said that it was going to be a revolution, because they were going to revolutionize the way that that gaming was done. They said, we're already doing this on the DS um, with, you know, the dual screen aspect of it and all of the unique touchscreen, microphone, all that stuff. Let's do this with the Wii. And for better or worse, you know, a lot of people hated the Wii era. But for me, I feel like that was... Woo! I, I just had so many cool memories playing oh, so yeah. many quirky, weird things well, was, um, that was, I would have never bizarre. thought about playing before, you know? Yeah, exactly. Well, and, yeah, and, games like A Shadow's Tale, for instance. Or, sure. Or the two DS Zelda games where you're using the touchscreen to control. Like, how weird mm-hmm. is that? Totally. What a, what a weird, unpopular, you know, horrible choice, but still fascinating. You know? I want to go back to Spirit Tracks. So that's the one oh, that I have not I've finished. I never played Spirit Tracks. I, I was too love. turned off by Phantom Hourglass. It's one of the few Zelda games I've never played to completion. I Spirit, love Spirit Tracks. Spirit Tracks fixes everything that was wrong with Phantom Hourglass. In my opinion, yeah. I mean, it still has the touch-controlled link, so you know, if that's yeah. a big, you know. But um, but to kind of to kind of wrap a neat bow on this and go back to the games I was playing, I've been watching a lot of Animal Crossing videos because I'm really in that Animal Crossing zone. So I'll watch, like, you know, this guy who's had his original Animal Crossing town for, like, 17 years, and he's got videos from the original game and videos from City Folk or whatever that one was called, New Leaf and then New Horizons and stuff. Like, we had 15 villagers in the first game, and ever since it's been cut down to 10. Like, there's all these weird features that, like, come and go from game to game. Totally. Like, it... It just feels like, like, I, I'm a real New Leaf fan, because that was my first game, so that just feels like the, the right Animal Crossing for me. But, like, it's just weird to see, like, the experimentation. City focus for me. Yeah, the, the, it feels like experimentation has made way for, like, 
how do we get as many people on this as possible, you know? And I don't know. I just feel like you lose something when you go that route. But I've I've argued this point many a show, and I will probably continue to do so. This is my, <laughs> sure. this is my high horse. In lieu of that, why don't we answer some question block questions? Because, my God, we could talk all night, right? Apparently, right? So we've got last week, and then do we have any from this week too, Steve? So we don't have any from this week. Well, that um, helps. So we're just going to revisit last week's, which will be Hey, nice. there we go. We already know the answers. <laughs> so, yeah. I don't remember is, the question, is, though. I don't either, but I'm sure I'll remember <laughs> the answer. Well, yeah. I'm going so, to Discord right now. Schnazzy1 asks, what is a scenario that you want to be able to take a picture of in Pokemon <clears throat> Snap? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I want. I actually forget what I said last week. And I, I actually, I, I actually think I'm going to be able to do this based on a uh, conversation that Lucas and I had. But I want to see a Lolan Raichu in that game. I don't care what I can do with a Lolan Raichu in that game, but that might be enough to push me over the edge. And we've already, game, we've already confirmed. We've already confirmed. Yeah, he is in there. We know that. Yep. But how much is he in there? I'm going to need you to tell me, Lucas. And <laughs> is he be like the deciding your? Is he factor. your like favorite favorite? He really Pokemon? likes Pikachu's. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've always been a Pikachu person, and then you know I was never big on Raichu, and then Alolachu came out. Alolachu. Alolachu is my boy. That's awesome. So. I remember my answer from last week, and I'm going to stick with it because I love seeing big Pokemon in Pokemon Snap. Because I remember yeah. there was the Snorlax thing, right? So now I want to see um, Snorlax with just like all the big Pokemon in there um, that are available. So what's the biggest Pokemon now? Is it Whale? Okay, mm-hmm. I want to see what a Snorlax would look like compared to a whale. That would be that really was, cool. That was always the coolest thing to me about the Pokemon Snap games, right? Because you get the description on the Game games. Boy that, like, oh yeah, this All Pokemon one of them. is supposed. Yeah, this Pokemon is supposed to be, um, uh, you know, twelve feet long, and or it's whatever. like the and, same size as yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Pokemon scaling in in visual terms has never quite lived up to the pokedex descriptions very rarely there are a few games i want to say um pokemon what was the steve help me out what was the battle revolution was that what it was called pokemon battle yes, revolution the one on the, the Wii. GameCube i one? think i think uh, yeah we that one had oh. like proper scaling if i remember right like you could actually have a whale lord that was like the size yeah. of like a building in that that's game. awesome so, yeah, yeah the gamecube ones were xd and gale of darkness yeah or XD Gale of Darkness. And what was well? The there was Coliseum? there was a a battle like a Coliseum. That's the that's the GameCube one because they had Stadium yeah. on on N sixty four Coliseum, Coliseum on yeah. on uh, and GameCube. So I actually don't remember my answer from last week, and now I feel like a fool for bragging that this was going to be easy. But um, <laughs> one of the things I one of the things I really liked in um, I remember your answer from last week. I'll well, you tell you after you answer. Tell me after this. But one of the things I really liked in the original game was when you went into the cave level. There were Bulbasaurs, but they looked weird. They had weird faces, and if you hit them with a pester ball, you found out they were Dittos, right? So I would like mm-hmm. to have more Dittos come back. But we've got other Pokemon now too. I'd like to chase a so... Pikachu through. I'm not done. I'm not done. I would like to cha- I'd like to chase a Pikachu through a forest only to find out it's a Mimikyu at the end. I would like to have a what what's the um the 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 dark type one that transforms into the first the last pokemon in your team? Oh yeah. Um I can't remember Zoroark. Yeah, that one. I would love to have that as a thing too where you throw a pesterball like a random pokemon and poof, it's a Zoroark, you know? So like that'd be cool. 
I really you need to go like, back to Switch. You know what? I had a Lucas. completely different answer for this last week than I'm going to come up with this week. Because last week was just lame. I couldn't think of anything. Lucas but... likes his pester balls because his thing last week was the evolving Gyarados and the waterfall. Oh, yeah. That was really He cool. wants to see something like that again. That was really cool. <laughs> go on, Justin. Going through my, my Pokemon cards reminded me that I have a couple of detect. Oh, darn it. I have a couple of Detective Pikachu uh, cards. I want to see Detective Pikachu in in new Pokemon Snap, and that voiced cool. by Ryan Reynolds. Like I want oh, him God. to just kind of show up randomly and make commentary. Maybe follow your your little that buggy would be around. Really fun, actually. That'd be see. That would be cool if like because aren't they doing a Detective Pikachu two? And maybe that'll be I'm on the Wii, sure. on the Switch. Because then they yes could, and yes. Well, because then they could do a thing where it's like, oh, we've detected well, you have Detective Pikachu data on your system. Here's a bonus level where you you travel around with Detective Pikachu in like the city from the movie or something. Like that would sure. be fun. The other thing I would like to see is, um, since you know, Pokemon Snap is basically like a Disney ride anyway. You know, do do some sort of reference. You know, like go through a haunted mansion or something like that and have all the ghost Pokemon take the oh, place of... <laughs> the haunted mansion level in Pokken Tournament is so cool. You could just turn that into a ride. So, yeah. <laughs> I don't remember there being one in Pokken Tournament. Yeah, there were, actually, there were actually two. There was, like, a regular haunted mansion and then there was, like, a haunted festival where everything was more lively. It was, it was neat. I might have to all pop right. that in tonight and, and give my uh, 8-Bit Doe arcade stick a... A uh, new game to play on. Darn it! Nothing is showing up because of the stupid virtual background. Luckily, we're an audio <laughs> podcast for ninety nine percent of our audience. Steve, okay, what's the so, next question? <laughs> thank you. I was gonna say. I think we got everyone. Um, the Cult Cube asks us, "What is your favorite holiday?" Oh, I remember this one. So mine is always like always has been Halloween. I've always enjoyed Halloween. Mm-hmm. And mine, um, I gonna cheat like i did last week i always consider like basically from thanksgiving to christmas a holiday because you know we do the whole you know the the, every the whole thing you know you know what you do for there's all kinds of traditions we do them all we had three christmas trees up this year we almost had four so uh yeah that's my uh that's that's my cheater answer you know okay my, my dog has an opinion on this, apparently. And your dog agrees that Halloween is the best holiday. <laughs> um, I, 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 you know, I'm last fluent. week, I, I'm changing all my answers this week. Shut up, Everly. Um, I, uh, I, last time I said Halloween, or Christmas with Halloween, a very close second. But, you know, since tomorrow is, is the big day, I'm going to have to go with my birthday. And, and here's why. I have to share Christmas. Like... <laughs> Like, what I go to my parents and the kids get all the gifts. Um, you know, I tell people I want these things and nobody gets it for me. My birthday is like the only time where I get exactly what I want and I don't have to share it with anyone. So I'm, I'm gonna say it's, it, it's a holiday to me. I'm gonna say my birthday is, is my favorite holiday. I like it. I, I I did not consider my birthday a holiday, but I, I do like my birthday. Well, my my uh, birthday. I just get a hey, I mean, I've got it off from work. <laughs> so Eugene, right? here's why you and I don't consider our birthdays holidays because we have to share the month of Christmas. So 
it's kind That's of true. one and the same for so, us. So being an August baby is the best thing ever because there's like yeah, no, there's no holidays. holidays. There's no holidays in August, <laughs> so August just becomes a holiday month for you. Well, like, and my poor, and my poor wife, hers is, I don't know hers if is I'd September to, 3rd. So hers is almost always on August uh, birthday Memorial in Florida, Day. though. You wouldn't want to leave your house for anything. See, you say that, but so this is this is kind of weird. I guess we're tangenting here, but um, <laughs> I've always considered August like the start of fall, quote unquote. Even though I know it's not officially or anything, but here in Florida, we just kind of like say it's it's a season and it's a season, right? Up until like November when it gets cold, it's like it's all just kind of the same. So I've always considered <laughs> August like my birthday, like the end of the summer months. Even though I know a lot of people think of that as like it's the the beast of summer you know like the hottest <laughs> month of the year yeah. um i said christmas last time i stand by it but um i also do what eugene does where like you know that whole like as soon as the the moment thanksgiving is over the moment you've had the pie and you're done <laughs> eating that meal it's christmas until like the 30th basically yeah. so like we, that's that's me we always do the thing where we'll go buy because I I have to have a real tree because I'm that type of person. So the day after Christmas we'll go get the go get a tree. Or day after Thanksgiving we'll go get the tree. Yeah, yeah. I just this is I, rather I, ominous holiday music. <laughs> I just I love shopping for um for presents for people. Like finding people gifts is like the most fun part of the holiday. So like sure. You know, it's just a whole month of like, ooh, you're gonna love this, you know. So, so, what, right? so, so what'd you get me for my birthday? Oh, you know, lots of love. <laughs> Justin, well, our friendship, our friendship can't be defined by something as trivial as physical presence. Our our relationship <laughs> goes beyond that to an emotional level. I want try. you to know, Justin. Next year, the podcast may fall on your birthday. Um, and if it does, we're going to give you a lot of crap because it's also your 40th birthday. Well, no, it is not my 40th birthday because 2020 did not happen. I'm, I'm, <laughs> taking, I'm taking a mulligan. I am 38 again. Darn, my birthday uh, is also on a Friday next or this year. So. I, um, I haven't looked that far ahead. I just saw it on my calendar. I identify as a 25-year-old. I identify as a five-year-old, so I get it. <laughs> All right. Well, um, on that note, I think we're done here. So unless we have anything else you want to say, guys, let's let's leave and never return. <laughs> nope, that's well, all I got. Well, then we will be back next Thursday, same time, same channel, I guess. That's the Channels. thing we do. Yeah, channels. Don't tell Twitch we're cheating on it. Thanks what? for watching, huh? guys. See you real soon. Adios. Peace. Bye-bye! For $5 a month, we can give you something better than the Lost Woods. We've got what we call the Hidden Feed. That gets you our all-access pass to everything we do behind the scenes and otherwise. Head over to patreon.com slash Radio and pledge your $5 today.